Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you? How are you, Sam? It's the Philosopher's Stone, Stone Podcast. I am doing very well. Sam is back. Okay, cool. Uh, it's a Monday, which is not an easy day for a lot of people. So I hope you're all killing it out there. All, all of you. The hordes upon hordes of you. Metaphorically speaking, killing it. Not actually killing it. Honestly, I would be just as stoked if I found out that we had murderers listening to us. Because, you know, I, I've learned I've learned over my 30 years on this planet that uh, it's very rare to actually have interaction with real murderers. So I uh, consider myself lucky if there's murderers listening to us. But also, stop murdering people eventually. I mean, have a good run for sure. Have a good run. But you got to stop eventually. And uh, also, don't murder me or Sam. But if you have to pick one, Sam, murder Sam. Um, but uh, if any of you are listening that are murderers, uh, you're also welcome. You're welcome here. We're an all-inclusive podcast. Isn't that right, Sam? That's right. If we have a murderer listening, then we could say that one out of every 25 listeners is a murderer. <laughs> which would be a pretty frightening statistic. What if we have three murderers? Well, yeah, you'd think that we'd at least have one murderer listening. Worse than a prison, I think. What's new with you? You have a good weekend? Um, Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm on reading week now. I just finished all my midterms. I had four midterms uh, in a week, two on the same day. So was reading week just like the adult version of spring break, essentially? Is that where you're like... Um, yeah. Is this no, it's, supposed to be getting a lot of shit done? It's uh, it's more just like here's a week to get a bunch of stuff done that you didn't have time to do before. Oh, so you're not you're not hitting up Florida, you're not hitting up Miami Beach, <laughs> the Laguna Beach, trying to lose your V card to a guy with white Oakleys yeah. <laughs> and full arm tribal tattoos. Oh man, puka shell necklaces. That he's had since he was in the seventh grade. Well, as everyone knows, all I want in the world is a nice tribal tattoo and to go live in Miami. Yeah. That's just like, that's my, that's my bread and butter. I feel like if you get a tribal tattoo, you almost have to move to Miami. You have to, right? It becomes your tribe. Not going to fly anywhere else. Yeah, it becomes who you are. Yeah. And there's nothing I like more than someone who wraps their personality around a tattoo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or any look, any aesthetic, actually. Is, those are my favorite type of people. They, their entire personality is wrapped around some form of their aesthetic. And that's who they are. Hey, you don't like it when people try to express themselves through their clothes? No. Use it through your words. Express yourself <laughs> via actions and words. <laughs> Certainly nothing to do with your luck. So you prefer like the Mark Zuckerberg way of doing it? Like just have a hundred gray shirts or whatever he has? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the billionaire mindset. <laughs> if, that, if that guy's nothing, <laughs> he's one of the most expressive people I've ever, I've ever even heard of. So I oh don't see him speak, but it's like, whew, yeah, that, <laughs> that dude electrifies a room when he's behind the mic. I really respect him on that level. Yeah. He, he has the most friends in the whole world when you think about it. And it's because of his charisma. Yeah. He kind of invented modern friendship, honestly. 
Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, inventor of modern friendship. I like that. Yeah. Once you hear him talk, you're like, oh, yeah, he probably doesn't have a whole lot of friends. Not a lot of close <laughs> friends in his life, this guy. No. <laughs> Besides, like, his first Nokia cell phone probably still talks to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's under his pillow. Talks to tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you still listening? No. My point is, is that, is that uh, uh, this is just an opinion I'm throwing out there, and it's probably not a good one. But I just think that you gotta, you gotta, your personality should extend beyond what people see. Mm. Like a murderer that nobody knows is a murderer. Yeah, exactly. Action. Speak louder than words. <laughs> or dyeing your hair different colors every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really okay, want to okay, send a message, just go on a killing spree. That's what the message of this episode is. <laughs> Um, I went and visited our mutual friend, Andrew Verge up in his, up at his, uh, he's a park ranger in the province we live in mm. a few hour drive around here. Went there with the old, with the, the old ball and chain, my girlfriend, um, went and did some electrical work on his trailer slash RV, what he lives in. <laughs> and he put us up in a hotel and we enjoyed all there is to offer in Grand Forks and Christina Lake area, which is. One pub. It's a very sad looking pub. We walked in. There's about four senior citizens and uh, not a whole lot of artwork on the walls, which is always a good sign when you walk into a pub. Um, but again, let the food speak for itself. And let me tell you, the food was great. I was very huh. surprised. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but if you're going out that way to party, I wouldn't recommend it. The nightlife leaves a lot to be <laughs> People wanted. don't go to Grand Forks to party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an outdoor paradise. Yeah, well, we found that out. We found that out the hard way. Um, no, we knew it wasn't going to be a party, but it was fun to get away a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Dude, that's all happened to me. Got to take the, uh, it was about, you know, a little road trip. Drove through. Have you ever been through uh, Greenwood? Greenwood. Ever drive through there? Mm, no, sounds really unique and distinctive. It looks like it was built to be in a Western movie. Like they built it <laughs> with that in mind. They, I think they did build it in mind to be a tourist attraction, a oh, touristy yeah, town because yeah. all the buildings and houses look really cool. Like they could be in a movie. Oh yeah, like a tourist trap. But then like a it's like, yeah, they built it with that in mind, but then like something better was built like half an hour out of the way and everybody went there instead. So now it's just like a really unique looking town with no one in it. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. That sounds cool. Yeah. If not, if I'm not inspiring you guys to travel BC, then <laughs> I don't know what, what will. <laughs> just a big warning. Don't go to Grand Forks to party if you're traveling in BC. <laughs> the food's great though. Yeah. There's one Clyde's pub. Get Clyde's have great. They have amazing yam fries and dip. I'll oh, tell you man. that much. Man, they're gonna be so busy now. Worth the six hour round trip, if you ask me. Worth the trip. That should be your uh yeah. your Yelp review. Worth the trip. Yeah. yeah. I drove two and a half hours there, <laughs> ate and left. <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we got no no listener emails this week, so I don't know. 
Good. I'm just going to start Googling how to tie a noose after this. What's that? Good. I'm sick of the emails already. I'm glad people aren't emailing. Really? Yeah, I don't need. You, you don't we need we still haven't even answered our la- our one list our one listeners our one most loyal listeners email. That's true. We'll have to do that uh, maybe next week because I, I did something else for this week. Okay, what are we going on? In it? What are we going in on? Mm, well, let me ask you about two things that we talked about. What do these two words have in common for you? Okay, or three words technically, I guess. Murder. Murder. <laughs> and Andrew Verge. And murder and Andrew Verge. Yeah. I think you need to learn how to count again because that is I two words and a name. Oh. No. Three words, technically. Three words. <sighs> what do they mean to me? Yeah. How would you connect them? I mean, I've seen him murder on stage as a comedian. So True. that's one way. Andrew. Um. I'm thinking in the more of like a life is no longer living that type of murder. A life is no longer specifically two lives. Murder and Andrew Verge. It's something he has been accused of attempting on multiple occasions. Usually in public. You, in fact, you were with me once in public when he was accused of attempting murder or or negligent. Um, oh, negligent death. <laughs> I do remember now uh, leaving his his dogs in the car. Yes, exactly. when we were in the restaurant, <laughs> even though they were parked in the shade and it wasn't that hot out, and exactly. some crazy lady came and had an absolute rampage at our table oh, in yeah, front of the whole so restaurant funny. about oh, him so leaving funny. his dog. <laughs> the windows were open; it wasn't even hot. It was ridiculous. She was really had a justice boner. <laughs> She had a PETA-sponsored justice boner and just let it spill all over our table. Oh, it was, it was so ridiculous. Funny. Oh, my God. I can't it remember what funny. I said, It was funny. It was You were just trolling her. I remember that. Trying to poke the bear that was already angry. <laughs> oh, she was so mad. Oh, man. But what if those were his infant children? And he um, left them alone in the car with the windows up. With the windows up? Yeah. I'd be like, good for you, man. People can't reach in and grab them. <laughs> I don't know. No, kids. I mean, obviously, kid, an infant baby is not nearly as robust as a dog. Specifically a fucking... <laughs> whatever the dogs he has, one of those terriers. Yeah. Yeah. Those things you could boot... You could literally just boot off of the off of a, a thir- three-story building, and they'd probably just... they just, they just roll like... One of those parkour people, and they'd get back up there, and they do yeah. it again for fun. Okay, an infant baby is not going to be able to survive what a thirteen-year-old Jack Russell Terrier can survive. Okay, yeah. their fur is like wire. Their skin is like leather, so it's not comparable at all. So, I'm just saying, it would be way worse to leave an infant in there. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's true. What if it was like a like a, like a toddler or something like that. A toddler, like a little bit more robust. Like it's not going to die, but it's going to get like it's going to get sick or hurt. Maybe heat stroke. Heat stroke can make. I don't know what you're trying to ask me. Are you trying to ask me if I think it's bad to leave kids in the car that are like infant to toddler age? Because the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm trying to. I'm trying to say that you're a speciesist, Jordan. Oh, okay. This was a terrible attempt at a segue, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm guessing today's topic has something to do with speciesism, 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 yeah, speciesism, speciesism, speciesism. Um, yeah, I am. I am a speciesist. I, yeah. I believe that. Uh, I, I mean, I think every species is a speciesist. Every species is looking out for their own species if they're even looking out for anything other than themselves. So yeah, yeah, it's the way of the world. Okay, so you're just you, okay. That's like an interesting point, actually. Yeah. So you think they all? Yeah. What about dogs? Do dogs have it in for us? Are they trying to kill us all the time? No, dogs are dependent on us to survive. That's true. They are. So their species is allied with our species, but yeah, we're allies. But if it came down to it, they would probably side with themselves and be like, "Okay, hey, let's roll." <gasps> you think so? <laughs> I think if they had unlimited access to food, yeah, probably. They'd probably get along. Actually, I don't know. Who knows? Dogs and cats are really not... Uh, I mean, they're, they're wildly... I mean, they're domesticated, so they're not really... They're, 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 uh, they're, they're dependent on us to survive. So it's really like those are the last two. Those are the worst two examples to give. Any birds or any other animal would probably go for their own species, yeah. Okay, I'm going to read you a quote about speciesism. Okay. Here's the quote. This is from a guy named Peter Singer. He's an Australian philosopher, but I'm not going to do an accent. Please, man. <laughs> People need to be entertained on some level of this podcast, in some way. Give us one attempt. All right. This is the Australian philosopher. Okay. <clears throat> the racist violates the principle of equality. <laughs> <laughs> the racist violates. Uh, it's like a Cockney the British. principles of equality. That is that's like not a Cockney. Australian. Yeah, it's like a Cockney. Yeah. The racist. Cockney. <laughs> the, the, anyway, I, I can't do the accent. Here, it'll help you if you start with, oi, kind. <laughs> I'm just going to read it. Go I can't ahead. do the accent. <laughs> The race, just pretend it's Steve Irwin reading it in your head. Okay. The racist violates. <laughs> Crikey, mate. Listen. Crikey, mate. Look, the crock, he wants to be your friend, right? Wrong. The racist violates the principle of equality. <laughs> well, giving greater <laughs> weight. Just go right to the Cockney accent. But giving greater weight to the interest. Well, I mean, they were all like prisoners and everything. So they probably, it probably started as a cockney. That's true. So I'm like proto Australian accent. Proto Australian. <laughs> okay, just uh, say the quote. The racist violates the principle of equality <laughs> by giving greater weight to the interests of members of his own race when there is a clash between their interests and the interests of those of another race. Similarly, the species allows the interests of his own species to override the greater interests of members of other species. The pattern is the same in each case. Peter Singer. <laughs> Are you going to teach me to pickpocket now or what? <laughs> it's all in speed. It's all about speed. 
So is this guy trying to equate racism as being as bad as speciesism? Oh, yeah. He's saying it's, um, well, I don't know if he's, well, okay. So he's a utilitarian. So he only cares about, at the end of the day, he cares about um, the ratio of like happiness to unhappiness or like utility to disutility. Right. So from his point of view, because animals can feel uh, pleasure and pain, they have to be taken into account when you do the big grand calculation of how much happiness and unhappiness there is in the world. They are taken into account. It's just at a lesser value, okay? No one wants no animals. Oh, okay, well then, he, he thinks that they, um, they count equally. Equally. Yeah. He's saying that all species are equal to human beings when it comes to the overall utility of happiness. Well, I think he's, he's more saying like, okay, so like, say, right, so I think there's like, uh, where's the number? wrote it down so there's like this i don't know how old this number is so it might be more by now but so they're saying per year in the usa they kill eight billion animals so if you like tell and then so his calculation would be okay you have to take into account how much utility was lost from those eight billion lives versus how much was gained from them sorry what was the eight billion lives eight billion animal lives eight billion Murders, Jordan. Murders. <sighs> okay, one second. Hang on a second. Just hold that thought. I had delicious salmon for dinner, by the way. You did? Oh, yeah. It was good. I had a friend once tell me that he uh, believes that killing fish is okay because they, um, they don't have eyelids. And so, <laughs> really, all they want is to be able to, to fucking blink, but they can't. So, it's just a whole life. <laughs> Just pure visual stimulation all the time, no matter what. Yeah. And that killing them is actually doing them a favor because they really, that's what they want is to die. Mm. And now I'm going to Google, can fish blink to make sure that that's a valid? Um, hang on a second. Can fish blink? I don't know how what do you think, Sam? Vision, I don't really think it matters. I don't think vision is a big sense for them. I think their vision is more like our hearing. Okay, they cannot blink, so there's that. I think it's like ears. Like, we can't blink our ears. There's that. One second, Sam. This is the first time we've ever had dead air on the podcast. As far as absolute chaos in my basement right now. Lots Lots of unwanted sound coming through into my cocoon of philosophical... Uh, genius, and it's really throwing me off. <laughs> so what I was saying, Sam, uh-huh. is that fish don't need eyelids because they don't have eyes that are exposed to air so they don't dry out. Ah. Boom. Learned something new today, didn't you? I did. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, See, to me, that sounds like a living hell, and I'd want to be fished and, and killed. Yeah, and then in the grand utilitarian equation, you would uh, you would be on the side of the plus for more more death because your miserable life would be over. So you'd be they would lose a little bit of negativity in the equation. There you go. <laughs> so what you're saying is is morally our job to overfish the oceans to put them out of their misery so that we can get that scale 
evened out. Exactly. The world depends on. Yeah. What are you reading? Are you flipping through paper? I have notes that I wrote, yeah. Oh, okay. Are we on track? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're hitting some of the bases. It's in a diagram, like a, like a baseball diamond. Like, we got to get the okay, first. Let's get us back on the subject, because I have no idea what points we're trying to make here. Speciesism. Uh, speciesism. Yeah. Um, is it murder? So what did I, like, should animal, so that's the utilitarian way to do it, but you've probably also heard of animal rights. You've probably also heard of that, right? I've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that old joke before. <laughs> you are such a speciesist, George. Such a speciesist. No, I love animals. I just think that, um, okay, here's, here's, Here's a question for you, Sam. Uh, get off your <laughs> fucking mighty high horse that you also want to have the right to vote. Uh, <laughs> at what point do you draw the line? When mm. do you choose your species over another? Okay. You're, you're jumping ahead in my notes here. Oh, but, um, sorry. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> I hear the furious flipping of paper. <laughs> How much weed did you smoke before this podcast? Uh, not, not too much. <laughs> I don't I don't believe you. Um yeah, I also wrote down that question. How much freedom do animals deserve? Deserve. I like that phrasing. How much freedom do we deserve? All of it, because we all of it more than conquered the world via evolution. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was I a good time. <laughs> I was like, we should do front-facing eyeballs. And everybody was like, that's a bad idea. But now look at us. All the predators have front-facing eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, they copied my idea. They copied it. Yeah, they copied it. That's what evolution's all about. Copy. Yeah, copycat. Copycats. <laughs> that's why the cats, <laughs> cats were the first ones to do it after me. Thus the phrase copycats. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. They copied my idea to have front-facing eyeballs. Ah, brilliant. Okay, you said I was jumping ahead, so I'm going to let you take me around this this baseball oh. diamond at your own pace and your own steps, okay? Don't let my genius launch ahead and leave the masses behind. Yeah, it, okay. Uh, now I'm, all right. Um, how much freedom do you have? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a good question because what would happen if we just, like, released... Okay, well, we'll start with... Um, you saw Tiger King, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so in the lab, they're right. So he's got all these tigers in cages. And then he's yeah. also got the two chimps in cages. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you say that those animals have as much freedom as they deserve? No, man. That's one case where I'm like, you know what? I, I can't wait for one of these tigers or apes to rip this dude's mullet right <laughs> off his head. Yeah, seriously. And th- that is a not speciesist as well because in that case you're like I would rather see this human die than this yeah. chimp die yeah here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing Sam I will never be able to harbor as much love for an animal as I will for a human being but on the flip mm. side I will never be able to harbor as much hatred for an animal as I would a human being understand it's a it's a double edged sword well you're going to be happy to know that that is similar to one of the main Philosophical positions on this issue. 
Perfect. Once again, just I'm just you know I'm I'm mind melding with the greats <laughs> from across the from across space from and time. Across it's possible. Space and time. Yeah, coming to all these conclusions independently <laughs> in my socks and underwear. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure th- I'm sure they thought about it the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, it's basically that we we give moral. Um, we extend moral consideration to things based on the kind of relationships that they can have with us. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, animals can't really have relationships with you because they're just feral and they just want to steal your shit. Yeah. Yeah. They live that gangster life. That gangster street, life. street That life. street life. You take and you take and you take <laughs> and you give back nothing. Oh man, fucking raccoons. They are the street life of animals. Yeah, dude. Those guys are living like straight up vagabond, Oliver Twist, fight, uh, steal what you can, take what you can't steal. Take what you can, give nothing back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What movie is that from? Ah, I can't remember. Take what you can, give nothing. Take what you can. Take what you can, give nothing back. I think it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Take from them. Everything. <laughs> no, what is it? Give them nothing and take, take from them everything. King Leonidas, 300. Nice. Yeah. It was not bad. King Leonidas? I'm sure he actually said that. Yeah. Um, anyway, that philosophical position, that's the, uh, the feminist position. The what? The feminist position. That's the feminist position. How did that? How does feminism work into any of that? I don't know. It's just uh, it's just like feminist philosophers. That's what they think. Okay, they can't just claim that idea for their own. How does that have anything to do with feminism? No, they're not saying it's their idea. They're, they're just philosophers who happen to be feminists. That's. It seems like that's a position that they some some of them have. Oh, that's fine. I mean, yeah. It's a a position that some feminists have aligned with. That's a better way of saying it. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I should have said it like that. Let's get it together out there, Sam. Hey, I've prepared notes. (laughs) Sounds like you wrote a goddamn novel over there. Yeah. (laughs) But you wrote it. You didn't really write it. It's more of a flip book. It's all images. It's a moving picture, and you're flipping through it. I am not nearly that talented. Cannot do that. <laughs> I don't have the patience to do that, or the that way. I get like two two stick men in and be like, "Fuck, fuck this." Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So okay. So we're what are we? What are we at? Yeah. Like they can't have relations with us. Um. That's true. So they don't get like the full. They don't get the full moral consideration. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's like one other problem I have with animal rights is if we give them rights, they aren't necessarily going to reciprocate those rights to us. Yeah. Like whenever I was driving and like there would be like a squirrel running across the road in front of me as I, as I was driving, I would think like, should I slow down? But then I would think, what would the squirrel do if the squirrel was driving? If the squirrel was driving? The squirrel would just run me over like with <laughs> no mercy. I confidently believe that. They would have no idea eat, what's happening. Eat my corpse. <laughs> if squirrels like are like hyper intelligent like, and like ten times bigger than us, they would just murder us on sight. 
Oh, and dude, most animals that are bigger than you would kill you immediately if they could. Uh, I have every- no qual- <laughs> I have no like doubt in my mind that if I was smaller than my cat, I probably would end up dead. Oh, yeah. It's just that's how it is. Yeah. But you know what? I wouldn't even hold it against them. No. No, they, I mean, <laughs> that's just what they do. Yeah. It's they a cat thing, man. Instinctive killers. They're predators. So we can't really extend to them the right, like, not to kill. Because we have the right not to be killed by other people. We have that right. But yeah. we can't extend that same right to, like, a tiger or something. Because they might try to kill you. Yeah. Because they're tigers. Because tigers kill. That's what's up. Tigers kill. Humans do too, though. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. It's hard to find one thing where you can say, like, ah, that's the reason why they can't have rights. That's another way to argue is people say, like, why do people have rights? And any factor you can point to is also something that an animal has and some people don't have. So animals do have rights, right? Under our law, anyways, in Canada. Can't just go out and murder a moose without it going through specific steps. Those aren't like animal rights, though. Like that's more just like le- like the legal system. It's not about protecting or, I mean, some animals, I guess, like yeah, like are are getting more and more are getting some rights. Yeah, you're right, actually, in a way. Well, okay, maybe a moose is a bad example. There's like endangered species and stuff. Yeah, you can't go out. You're not allowed to go kill a bald eagle. No. Yeah, you can. That's a good point. Yeah, because that every time a bald eagle dies, there's a it's, there's a little bit less patriotism <laughs> going on in America, and that's not good. That's true. But what about um? What what like what? But the the eagle can't take anybody to court though. Like the eagle can't get compensated if someone <laughs> like clips it and it like loses the ability to fly. Oh my god! Did you just write? One of the best sitcom ideas ever. He's <laughs> <laughs> just an eagle till one day he got clipped. <laughs> I object. <laughs> he became a lawyer and sued <laughs> the prick who clipped him. <laughs> he flies in through the back doors. I'm late. <laughs> I'm late. With his cup of coffee and his tie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, but seriously, the eagle can't take anybody to court over this. It, has, it doesn't have, like, it can't do anything. So we need to, but then again, we shouldn't, like, allow eagles to be in the courtroom. Like, that seems silly. <laughs> no shit, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just sitting on the bench. We shouldn't. Uh, seriously, though, <laughs> on a serious note, we probably shouldn't let eagles Adjourn. be. The, 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 the defendant is attacking the judge. Adjourned. It's flying around the room attacking people. <laughs> they should have a right to write the bar exam, but we can't. They have no place in a courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> they can watch from outside through the window. That's it. That's as close as they're getting. <laughs> Yeah, it would sway the jury too easily if the if if the prosecuting <laughs> lawyer, the attorney, was an actual bald eagle. 
Yeah. They wouldn't even be able to pay attention. They would just be so filled with patriotic love and zeal that they would automatically be like, whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be very biased, Jerry. That's true. Yeah. Very biased. Um But here's like another thing I was thinking, right? Like, got all these cows. Right? You've got like animals. Okay, so like Tiger King illegal. Tiger King illegal? What are you talking about? <laughs> like you can't if they have rights, then that sort of thing would be illegal. Like, you wouldn't be allowed to. I think, yeah, I think it should be illegal. I'm pretty okay. sure it is illegal to own, do what he did. Isn't that why he's in jail for some? No, he tried to murder. He tried to get a hitman. Never mind. Totally worse. <laughs> yeah, he tried to murder a human being. <laughs> no, actually, I think part of the reason he's in jail is because he killed two of the tigers. I, I think that his operation yeah. he had going on there should okay. be illegal. Because it's fucking stupid. To have that many big cats living together. Why? For what reason? I, yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's, it's wrong. Like, it shouldn't be done. Because they have tiger lives. They need to live. And they can't live in a, in a cage for that freak show of a guy. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you were being forced to live like a tiger. <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't last five seconds. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I'd be ripped to, to shreds. They would suss me out so fast. Yeah, so, okay, but then the next step up from that, right? Zoos. I've seen some zoo exhibits. I thought you... Huh? What? Well, for, for, for a split second there, I thought you said Zeus. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, that's the ranking in your head? <laughs> <laughs> no. Goes Tiger, next level, Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> the almighty god of the Greeks. <laughs> Zoos are are depressing, man. I hadn't gone to a zoo in forever. I went to the Calgary Zoo, which is like one of the bigger zoos in North America, I believe, and it was super boring and depressing. All the animals were deflated. Like, they didn't have any energy. <laughs> None of them were doing anything. I don't know if it was the time of day, but they were all sleeping. Every mm. single fucking animal. Yeah. They should at least give you pellet guns to wake them up with. <laughs> hey, fucking rhino... Hey, yeah. hey, do some rhino shit. It's like, why? <laughs> why? Why would I do anything for you? Yeah. They have no reason to do anything. It's like, why? You're just like, lit. you're like, oh, cool, a tiger. Why, am I, why is it not doing any tiger stuff? Mm. Because it's, it doesn't even know it's a tiger anymore. It probably never did know. All it does is pace. Yeah. All it knows is confusion and heat. <laughs> and tons of, like, things it wants to eat watching it. <laughs> All these different animals, all native to different climates, all just jam-packed in this hot-ass zoo in Calgary. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. It was bad. Yeah. There was this wolf exhibit where it's like a big pack of wolves. And like, I swear to God, I could have walked up and one-punched every single one of them, even the alpha. <laughs> they were so frail and weak-looking. It's uh, weird. Like, they don't even have to... I guess they're all just like so depressed. like, And they can't exercise. They don't have any space. Yeah. I feel bad about the amount of space my little two-pound cat has in this basement. <laughs> He's two pounds? I don't know. That was a wild guess. How, 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 how heavy is a fucking kitten? I mean, he's like an adolescent cat now. Average cat weight. Here we go, Google again. It's going to be in kilos. Oh, yep, 3.6 to 4.5 kilos. Kilos, okay. Wow. That's heavier than I thought. Damn. These are some, these are some chunky cats. Um, I don't even know. It's 12 pounds overweight for a cat. 
Most healthy domestic cats hover around the 8 to 10 pound mark. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So my cat's like, you know, he's probably about 4 or 5 pounds right now. Anyways, my point being is that he's got way more room than any of those animals at the zoo have. And he, I still feel like he doesn't have enough room. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine what it would be like to be a fucking snow leopard with like (laughs) essentially (laughs) a studio apartment to hang out in. (laughs) (laughs) When their natural habitat is like miles and miles and miles. Cliff faces. Yeah. They're literally jumping that far for a kill. Jumping the... They're jumping three times the length of their enclosure just to kill something in the wild. And they're like, I went and saw the snow leopards and it was like, it was sad. That whole zoo made me feel sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. Okay. Um, One thing that's interesting is um, like when I went to, there's a zoo in Taiwan and they had chimpanzees. And the chimpanzees had the biggest enclosure in the whole zoo. Like Good. they had so much space to like swing around and jump and play. And even then you could tell they were just like, they were not, not happy, even though they had so much space. Well, how much space is so much space? Cause like they need way more space than you or I would need essentially. Yeah. It was like the biggest zoo enclosure I'd ever seen. Like it was like this really big vertical metal. It was like a giant metal cage, basically, but like with tons. Oh, of- sounds sounds very <laughs> very fun. <laughs> it was like a, it was just the biggest cage in the zoo. That's all it was. Are we talking like football fields? Are we talking about like an apartment building size? Like how big? No, is maybe huge? not a football field. Maybe like fifty feet by fifty feet, and then fifty feet up. That's really not a lot. No, maybe more than that. I can't remember. It's got to be more than that. Fifty feet by fifty feet is like my backyard. Oh, really? Okay. It was probably yeah. more like half of three quarters, half of football fields. I'm starting to think you never went there. <laughs> I was there. I went there. <laughs> they, it, was, it was big. Like, and, uh, but they also had a, like, a buffalo there. And the buffalo had like a eight by ten. Like had like nothing. The buffalo had the worst <laughs> enclosure ever. Like a parking spot. <laughs> like, well, let's be, let's be honest. The buffalo isn't the money maker there. <laughs> They're not the one yeah. putting asses in seats. <laughs> yeah. And they have like camels and shit. And it's like, yeah, zoos are ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. But step up from that. Um, okay. So if animals have rights, should zoos, should we say zoos have to be just treat them like Tiger King? Like in essence, it's the same thing. You, you got wild animals and you're, you're putting them in an enclosure. I, I am of the belief that you should not have wild animals in other, in any sort of enclosure. Like sanctuary is one thing where you're like, you know, there's a species about to go out or like rescue. Say, say there's like a group of chimpanzees that are in danger of being poached to death. So they go and they rescue a few and they keep them in a sanctuary for a bit. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But I think zoos as in like a form of entertainment, that, that, that whole idea is going to be out of, it's going to be out of fashion in no time. And I think that's a good time, a, a good thing rather. Same yeah. with, you know, how SeaWorld is like shamed <laughs> now. That's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, man, that documentary was brutal. Blackfish? Yeah. That was like, that destroyed that whole industry. (laughs) I was cheering on those orcas the whole time when they're dragging their trainers around. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I don't blame them one bit. No. No, man. It's The whole idea of keeping a bunch of wild animals in a zoo is, it's a, it's, it's, I mean, 
go on a safari if you need to see these animals in person. You know what? Nature documentaries have gotten so good yes. that there is no purpose for a zoo anymore. Yeah. I get way more out of watching. I got way more out of watching like one planet Earth than I did spending five hours at the zoo watching like where you can just see like one one foot of a tiger sticking out of grass <laughs> and it sleeps for 18 hours a day. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. You don't learn anything at the zoo because the animals don't don't know how to do anything. They don't have any space. They don't do anything. We went and saw, yeah. we waited in line to see the pandas and they were literally just like, they could, they might as well have just been dead. Like, I honestly, yeah. they could have had a bunch of dead pandas in there and I wouldn't know the difference. I was like, they, they don't have to get food. Like, they don't have to forage. Their food is just like yeah. kind of provided for them. You might as well have a bunch. It might as well just be a giant taxidermy exhibit. (laughs) You would save money on food and it wouldn't smell as bad, but you'd get the same amount of action out of those animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like you could pose them in cool ways. Sorry? At least you could pose them in action poses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Make them hold lightsabers and stuff. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what people want to see. That's what I want to see. (laughs) I want to see like Black Panthers holding lightsabers and like, yeah, that's cool. Well, we used to, when we lived together, we had a freaking full size taxidermy bear in our living room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's scary. And the crazy thing is you have a full size, like 10 foot tall bear in your living room. And after like a few months, I barely noticed it anymore. I'd only notice it when people pointed it out. Like, holy shit, you got a bear in your living room. And you'd be like, oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, we do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it just became part of the part of the furniture. Yeah, you don't even notice it. And that, the only time it would even like come into my consciousness is when I was trying to jump over the back of the couch, and its claws would scrape my back, draw <laughs> blood from beyond. Yeah, those things were huge. Its claws were like the size of my fingers, almost. Like, yeah, it was huge. They were sharp as fuck, too. Yeah, like a bear is not going to return to you your right to life, liberty, and security of the person. No, man. No, they don't care. Bear's not going to return that right to you if you give it to the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. Rights are for pussies, okay? (laughs) What do you say? What's all this rights and liberties? You don't want your rights? I say let's get a good old-fashioned free-for-all going out there. Oh, you want some anarchy? You want it to be like the animal, animal kingdom? Nature. No, no, I don't. I, I really do enjoy purge. modern comfort. You ready for a purge? Security. No, I'm not. Should we purge? <laughs> no. Answer honestly, Jordan. Should we purge? What do you think? <laughs> what does it say to you in your heart of hearts when you drive through our cities and you see the filth? Don't you think we should purge? <laughs> I don't think that would do any good at all. It's one of the dumbest ideas ever. <laughs> The whole concept of a purge was the dumbest idea ever. Like the fact that in the movies they're just like, yeah, it's, it's everybody's on board. <laughs> well, it's kind of. I think it's. I think it's like um, is born out of uh, like that sort of Freudian psychology that was like the mainstream for a while. Like thinking that like the masses yeah, of everybody people, really respects yeah. that guy in psychology. Yeah. Well, they used to so much. Like they used to think, oh my god, like he's right about everything. And they thought like masses of people in society would have like these like uncontrollable passions. And it's the job of the leaders to like find ways to like release those passions so that people don't go crazy and kill each other. 
And one of the ways is through um, wars, like just let it out in war. It's so dumb because like how many people are... I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Philosopher's Stone podcast at its finest. Uh, people don't generally want to be violent, I don't think. Oh, yeah, purge, right. Yeah. No, but eventually they do. Eventually, eventually they do. What do you mean eventually they do? According to this, according to these psychiatrists, they would think people do. Okay, maybe if like it got like so the guy bad, who shot his neighbors have... for shoveling snow onto his property. I guess if you get pushed to a point, you're gonna want to do some violence. But like day to day, my 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 urge to commit violence is very very low. Mm. I guess you have. I guess you've never shoveled snow in New Jersey, then. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you you just deny it. Yeah, and I guess it's probably true. But so you you never you never want to just like just pick up the shovel and just fucking just right to the back of the head. Just I think that if I actually carried out that action, I would be horrified immediately and like cause myself trauma. Interesting. Yeah, I think urges in fantasizing about something and acting out something in reality are vastly different things and. They, if you act out violent urges like that, you're gonna have some deep trauma because of it. Yeah. Well, you know, you're like, uh, you're like two for two because that is pretty much the exact plot of Fyodor Dostoevsky's masterpiece, Crime and Punishment. What now? Who? Wait, Fyodor Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment. Jordan, is that a movie or a book? Oh my god! <laughs> what? Just one of the just one of the greatest authors. Of all time, oh. Theodore Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment. Theodore. So what's the what's the? Oh, there's a character named Raskolnikov who's this Russian student. He's like a tutor in university. Yeah. And he he has been reading like all this, uh, like philosophy, like Nietzschean stuff, like at the time fascist stuff, and he thinks he's like a Superman. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to be this poor, and he is going to murder this old pawnbroker lady who lives on like the top floor of his his building or like not his building but another building I think yeah and so he like has his plan because he knows she has a ton of money um, so he goes up to her room and unexpectedly not only is she there but her mentally handicapped like daughter is there as well mm-hmm. and so he attacks I think he attacks both of them I think he kills both of them or he just like severely injures the daughter and then kills the, the woman. Um, and then as soon as he does it, like for like the rest, for like so many pages, he's like so, so paranoid that people are watching him that he's like, they, they know he did it. And like, he just has a complete mental breakdown. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I don't, we're not exposed to that type of violence very often. So like, I think if you're around it a lot, you'd be much more casual about it. But people like me and you, I mean, let's be honest, we're not, uh, <laughs> we're not exactly uh, warriors out there. We're not, we're not well, headhunting anyone. I don't know about you, but when I was like seven years old, I definitely killed ants with a magnifying glass and tortured them. Oh, I did too. I used to rip legs <laughs> off of grasshoppers for like all day. 
know why. But I have witnessed violence in my life, nothing crazy, but I've seen some pretty horrific, oh. uh, just like street violence. Oh, yeah. It, it has an effect on you if you witness it. And it, it, I don't like, I'm never glad I saw it. I'll say it like that. Yeah. I'll put it that okay, way. Okay. I, I am definitely glad I saw this because this was the craziest thing I've ever seen. What? I've probably told you this, this story before. Um, so it was, in, it was in Taiwan, and I lived in this like apartment building on like the fourth floor, I think. And across the street was another apartment building. And the first floor of this apartment building was a bar called Queen Bar. Yeah. yeah. It was like, uh, it was like a gang. I, I knew it was like a gangster bar. Cause at night there would just be so oh, many I think scooters you, I showing think up. I think you were told me this story, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They'd have music going till like three o'clock in the morning. No matter how many times you called the police, the police would never do anything about it. Yeah. And, and so they were just like always like where parties were going on there and tons and tons of dudes always there. Like look always Thai dudes. Um, always Taiwanese guys. Yeah. No white yeah. guys. And um, so one day like there's this huge thing going on there and um, I'm like looking out the window, just like watching to see what's going on. Cause I hear people talking outside and these, uh, these four guys had come out and there was one like smaller guy and he was standing and he was facing like three other guys. And the smaller guy like had his hands behind his back. Like and you could just sort of tell he was like the boss. Yeah. And the you could also tell that the there of the three guys, the guy in the middle was the one who was like getting talked to. Right, right, right. And the guys to either side of him were sort of like holding him there. Yeah. Um and I I can't remember exactly like what precipitated it or like what happened? I could tell the guy in the middle was hammered. I don't know oh, what shit. precipitated it though, but suddenly the guy on his right just gave him the, one of the fiercest back elbows I've ever seen straight to the face. Oh. Just cracked him right in the face with his elbow. And it was like a loud sound, like an echo like in the, in the street. And somehow this guy like didn't, didn't die. Like he was just like standing there. And then... I can't remember like what happened between this and, and later, but eventually they had this guy and they had him like two guys holding him. And there's this line of people and people would walk up to him and like slap him in the face or like punch <laughs> him. And then after they hit him in the face, they would turn to like the, the smaller guy and they would bow to him and then they would go back into the bar. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was that the is... same thing. That's crazy, man. That is like, that's some real thug shit, dude. This is like, you got to pay me respects by slapping this dude who's disrespected me in the face. Oh, I know. It was so insane. That's crazy. Did you, Ben, why didn't you try and get in that lineup? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just go join the lineup. Are you seeing this? <laughs> Do you mind if I partake? <laughs> Uh, uh, ni hao, uh, 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 from Canada. Hi. <laughs> Just a big old punch in the solar plex. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Ah, oh, that was nuts. I can't believe that place. Yeah, I know. I've just seen some pretty horrific, like street fights, and. Uh, I do not like watching someone who's already unconscious get 
continued to be beat on on pavement. It's really unsettling and uh, makes me feel nauseous. Oh my god, seeing someone fall over unconscious and like hit their head on pavement when they're unconscious is oh yeah, god, it's so brutal. And then to have someone else come and like beat on them still, it's like you're. This is now attempted murder in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh my god. Um, yeah. There's a Terrible. case going on in Kelowna right now about a murder that took place. It's they're being tried for manslaughter, but I think it should be murder. Oh, really? It was a Canada Day beat down in Kelowna, oh. which is very common. Every uh, most beat downs I've seen are, are on Canada Day. There's like almost always like a attempted murder on Canada Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost always. <laughs> so I was around the area when this happened. I just didn't, I just didn't see it, but, uh, I guess, uh, some guy like slapped his girlfriend and then he got chased by a group of dudes. He tripped, uh, was yeah. getting the shit kicked out of him, which is like, yeah, don't hit your girlfriend, buddy. But then <laughs> a, like a bunch of people, like they just didn't stop once he was unconscious. And I guess one guy like took out a knife and stabbed him for some reason. It's like, dude, why would you do that? So now that person's on trial for manslaughter, but I think like why would that not be murder? Probably because they were like under eighteen when it happened or something. I believe I think they were seventeen or something. Oh, so they're like a young offender. Yeah, I think so. And I'm not sure how that works. Anyways, how else are you going to show your boys that you're not a pussy, right? How are you going to show your boys <laughs> that you you're not going to take any crap? Okay, the best <laughs> you way. This knife. Show, yeah. Everybody knew you bought it, okay, at the, at the at the at that weird convenience store that sells knives for some reason, and uh, it's got an eagle head on it as the handle, and uh, you've been flipping it around for the last few months in front of your friends, and uh, now's the time to show them that you're hard. Hard as hard as rocks. Yeah, hard as the blade on that knife. Show them that you can hang with the rappers. And uh, then you just say goodbye to the rest of your adulthood because you're going behind bars, bud. Damn. You should have had you talking to him before you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't have done it. Listen here, bud. You're going away for a long time, buddy. Listen, before you stab that guy. <laughs> you know what? We all thought you were tough already because you had your Timberlands on, okay? We all saw them. <laughs> brand new. Brand new pair. You had your Timberlands on. You had a bandana around your neck. We already knew you were a killer. Yeah. Everyone knew you had the knife. Like, we knew you were cool. Yeah. We watch your Instagram story, okay? We know you like <laughs> to smoke at 420 every day and flash that knife around. You know about 13 different Zippo lighter tricks, and you use them all every party. That's a lot of Zippo lighter tricks, actually. 15. That's actually way more than I think even exists. <laughs> yeah. Probably about four. Uh, well, that was a podcast. Um, I'm not sure what I took away from that other than I value my cat's life over a toddler's life, I think, is what it uh, <laughs> what I learned. Um, anything else to add, Sam? Um, what's the email address again? Yeah, you got to put it in the description. This is what happens when you guys don't write emails. We get podcasts like this, okay? <laughs> This was the great. TPS podcast four twenty at Gmail. TPS okay. podcast four twenty at Gmail. TPS podcast. Yeah. TPS podcast four twenty at Gmail dot com. Okay. Write in your hate mail. Tell us why we're wrong, please, uh, or agree with us. Whatever you want, I don't care. 
it's it's really it just I just want some interaction. I want it, I want some I want it just a sign that there's life out there. You know what I mean? You're like uh, just go talk to your cat or something. That's what I'm going to do right after this. <laughs> Record that. <laughs> yeah. Record yourself doing a podcast with Thomas. Yeah, he could be our first guest. Oh yeah, we uh, should have him on here. Yeah, you should, you should have him on next time. I will. We can ask him questions. He uh, he purrs really loudly, so maybe maybe the purring okay. is really just like a really advanced and fast Morse code. You know what I mean? He's t- he's telling you like a book every time he purrs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a little machine gun, but it's all very much nuanced. Slow it down, yeah. and you put it through a Morse code machine. It'll be very very interesting stuff. It's highly it's stock stock bets. He's like yeah. he's just giving you the rundown on on the market. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the ticker. Yeah, he's telling you how to invest, and you're just not taking any of his advice. Okay, well that's our podcast this week. We'll talk to you guys. Uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll see you later.